right, this morning, uh, as you know, we've been taking a break from Acts, and we're looking at some parables. And I'm just going to tell you, this morning's going to be a little bit different because I'm actually going back and I'm doing something I don't uh, hardly ever do. I'm going to rehash something that I've talked about before. And uh, part of the reason for that, I have a couple reasons actually why, why I'm doing this. Um, one, and uh, well, actually as I give you these reasons, I just want you to know I'm literally, I scrapped what I had prepared for this Sunday uh, yesterday and uh, have jumped into the, oh I'm sorry, I didn't dismiss the kids today. All right kids, I'm not even thinking about it. Um, but I scrapped everything I had prepared and uh, went with something different. And uh, the reasons for this, number one, uh, I, I'm hoping that as I do what I'm going to do today, this will give you insight into how the Word of God can work in a person's heart. And in order to do that, I'm going to be very honest with you this morning and talk about how God has used something that we studied in my own heart and talk about how that played itself out. Okay, so this is less sermon and more sharing, I think, this morning. Uh, the parable that I'm going to go over again is the one from two weeks ago. We're just going to go over this parable again. And uh, it's the sower and the seeds. I'm going to read it in just a moment. Uh, I preached on it, like I said, two weeks ago. Um, uh, the thing that got the ball rolling and why I came back to it actually came in the version of a text from my sister. She doesn't know that I'm going to put this up there. Um, she questioned me. This is like two days, September the 24th. I think that would have been two days afterwards. She texted me and she said, so the sower and the seeds, the soil can be anyone, not just when someone first hears the word. And my response to that was good question. I think that's the only thing I said back in response to that. A few days later on Wednesday night when we have our second look Bible study where we take a look at this again, we were going back over this and talking through and, and it, it came to me, there was, we had an epiphany where the light bulb goes on and as I was saying something in second look, a light bulb went on in my head. Uh, I think the actual phrase that I said was something like this, the point of the parable is how we listen to and receive the Word of God. Um, so when we hear this parable, we ought to ask each and every time, how do I listen to and receive the Word of God? Now, there's big picture items in this parable that I shared with you a couple weeks ago. Uh, we can talk about different people that we've seen and known when we look at these different types of soil. But I think one of the keys to understanding this is those final words of Jesus right at the very end of this parable. He says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And I was preparing that sermon, I preached it, and I don't think I was listening fully to what God had for me when I was doing that. So let's go back over this parable. I'm going to read through it here. Matthew 13 is where it's at. Verses 1 through 9 is what I'm going to read for right now. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, 
where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up. And since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Now just after this parable, just a few verses later, Jesus actually explains this parable to them. And he describes the soil as people's hearts. And there are definitely those big picture things that he is describing. But I think there's something else in there. I think each of us have experienced those big picture items. Um, But I realize that I cannot classify myself once good soil, always good soil, all the time, every time. I started realizing in my light bulb moment that there are aspects and there are times when my own heart is more like the stony soil when I hear God's word. Once again, I think the key is he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So let's consider, I want you to consider with me this time. I don't care what kind of soil you've been in your life at any given time. Hopefully many of you have been good soil and you've heard the word of God and it's begun to grow in your hearts. But today I want you to hear and consider what type of soil you have in your heart right now. In fact, to steer you in the right direction, I want you to think about those things that you struggle with. Now, when I say that, in the back of my head, I think, you know what I think to myself when I say that? I think, Matt, you're probably the only one that has things that you struggle with. Is that true? Help me out. <laughs> Anybody else? Let's raise hands. Anybody else here struggle? Good, good. All of you are not liars. That's good. Tell the <laughs> truth. Um, I know that. You ever feel that way, though, when you're by yourself? You think, I'm the only one that struggles with stuff. Everybody else seems like they have their act together. I feel that way a lot. I look around, I think, man, everybody else, they got their act together. What's wrong with me? So I want you to consider now and have, allow the Spirit of God to have some of those things you struggle with be kind of echoing in your head and your heart as you think about what type of soil you are. Let's think of the first, first one there, the pathway hearts, right, along the path. What happened to the, the seeds that landed on the path? Birds devout. They came along, snatched it right away. When Jesus explains that part, he says, these are people that don't understand. And Satan immediately pulls that word of God away. Maybe you come to church and your heart is like a well-trodden path. So much travels through it. Maybe even on Sundays, a hundred thoughts are going through your mind. And the sowing of the word of God isn't personal. As a path might feel, this isn't for me. This is for the field. I've been there. I'll be honest, thinking about lunch sometimes. Thinking about what I'm going to do the next day. I have a staff institute. I'm an instructional coach now at the school. I'm thinking about the things that I had to prepare. Where Me and the other instructional coach were organizing all of that. I'm thinking about all those things. Uh, even the last time I preached, there was stuff going, coming up in the, the, that coming week. You ever have Sundays? You might be thinking to yourself, well, how's the pastor doing that? He's the one preaching. It can happen. I think it might be easier to happen when you're not speaking, but anybody in here have that happen? You come to church and 
Instead of coming in and thinking, what does God have to teach me today? You're thinking, okay, on Monday, I've got to do this. Okay, now I'm gonna, I need to focus here, but there's lots of things traveling through on your pathway heart. And the Word of God comes. Maybe there's something for you. Maybe it's something specific to that struggle that you've been having. And God wants to plant a seed of truth right in the middle of that part of your heart. But instead, because you're not really here, Satan comes along, snatches it away. How about the thorny hearts? Notice I skipped one. I'm coming back to the stony one afterwards because uh, that's the one that hit me this last, last week. The thorny hearts. I care about the Word of God. Do you? You guys care about the Word? You love the Word of God? Lots of other things that I care about. Um, home repairs. Now, this one isn't one of mine, but I've noticed this one it influences church attendance. Kids football. The race. How about rest? Vacation. I've picked some things that interfere with Sundays, even being here, but there's other things as well. Things that spring up in your heart that you're worried about, that you're thinking about. Maybe even right now. There may be something that God has for you, but the cares of this world, that's what Jesus describes these things, the cares of this world. How am I going to make it through this week? What about this bill coming up? What about this situation here? Uh, I think quite often, and I'm going to get into this more with the study heart, but as a husband and father, sometimes you can feel like everything falls on you at the end. You might fall on this person, this person, this person, but you're the last domino standing. And you think, oh, why am I the, the one that's got to deal with this? But then you do. You have all these cares building up of the world. And maybe you come to church and God has something for you that maybe might even deal with some of those things that you're facing. And the seed lands. But before you make it through to Monday, the cares of this world have choked it out. I've got to get to the stony ground, though, because this is where I found myself. This is the one that hit me the hardest this last week. In fact, last Tuesday is where it smacked me in the face almost a week afterwards. I was thinking about some of the things, just, just stresses, struggles. I've never been a typically stressed out person. In fact, that's right where it ties in. In fact, let me, let me just, this is where it's going to get a little personal. You might be looking at me like, oh my gosh, what is he going to talk about? Hey, you guys know who Jimmy Buffett is? Who knows who Jimmy? Just raise your hand. I need to know Jimmy Buffett. You guys have some idea who he is? Margaritaville, right? You're going to waste away again. I, I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to be honest with you right now. There is a little tiny, little tiny mat part of my heart that wanted to be, when I got older, Jimmy Buffett. No stresses, no responsibilities, nothing weighing on me. Job, maybe. And there's this little tiny Jimmy Buffett mat inside me. Little Jimmy, I'm going to call him. And Jimmy, Jimmy gets upset when things go bad in my life. You know what Jimmy says to me? Jimmy says, Matt, you weren't wired for this. 
I mean, there's a lot of strong people in the world, Matt, and some strong people, they've got to handle this. Not you, my friend. You should be on a beach. You've made a horrible mistake getting involved with responsibilities of this world. You guys are laughing. I'm telling you, Jimmy says those things to me when things get hard. Uh, Jimmy says when I'm at school, trying to be, now after 19 years, some type of a leader in this school, and things are kind of weighing heavy and there's problems going on, Jimmy goes, Matt, you're not wired for this either. Matt, they're going to figure out. They're going to figure something out about you, Matt. You belong in the back of a truck loading boxes. You never should have left McLean unless, of course, you were going to the beach. <laughs> Sometimes when my car breaks down, which tends to happen a lot with my cars, maybe it's because I have a lot of them. I don't know. Maybe because they're old. Maybe because everybody else in my family has driven them before I get to them. I don't know. Car breaks down and Jimmy says, this is horrible. This is horrible. You are never going to get out of the bind of all this stuff in your life. You've made a horrible, horrible decision getting involved in being a responsible adult. You should not be here. And Matt, eventually you're going to crumple. And you're going to cave under the pressure. And people are going to figure it out that you're a flake, a sham. Now, I know Jimmy's really lying to me. Because I know some things about what God's word says. When Paul says he's chosen the weak things of the world to confound the wise. See, Jimmy's not too far off from the truth. But what Jimmy leaves out is that that's precisely the people that God chooses to accomplish his purposes. Because he gets all the glory. And I know that. But when things get hard, guess whose voice is the loudest in my head? Go ahead, say it. Jimmy. Stupid Jimmy. I realized last Tuesday that there's been a lot of times in my life that hearing the Word of God, and things like what I just shared, God's Word came in and it landed in my heart and it sprung up with joy. That sounds just like the parable, doesn't it? In fact, if you go back and look at that verse, when it lands on the stony ground, it says it immediately springs up. And I've had those times where that, that stony Jimmy part of my heart, the God's Word has landed and sprung up with joy, and I'm like, I'm going to change, I'm going to be different, I'm not going to give in to this, I'm not going to be anxious or worried or, or fretful or stressed out or, or any of these things because of this. I'm not going to be thinking of escape to the beach. I'm going to accept these things that God has because God is God, and I know He's got plans for me, and, and the, it lands, and it immediately springs up. But because Jimmy's still there, you know what happens to that little bit? In fact, what does it say about the parable? When persecutions and trials come, it withers away. And that's, I realized on Tuesday, that's exactly what's happening in my, my heart. I'm like all about yes. And then when the car breaks down again, or my cat dies, like it did this morning, I'm like, you know, 
You know, what, you know what I hated the most about the cat dying this morning is I I can say this because my rest of my family's not here because I, I try to put on this front of like not caring. Man, it it hits me. And you know who has to be the one that carries the dead cat out? The dad. And Jimmy says, you're not wired for this, Matt, to be the strong person in the family. You're not made for this. You should have been on a beach without a cat. And I listen to Jimmy, and sometimes I think, Jimmy, I think you're right. Where's my margarita? Can a pastor say that? I don't know. And I realized on Tuesday that that Jimmy part of my heart needs to be rooted up. And this is where I think some of you will get what I'm saying and some of you will not. I knew that before. But there's something about letting, and this is going to sound ridiculous, some of you are going to be like, he's lost his mind. But some of you are going to go, I get what you're saying. There's something about letting Jimmy die that feels like a death of me. Because you cling on to this, this thing, I mean, like, oh man, I'm all about what God wants me to do. And be this. But you have this little thought in your head, like you kind of picture what you think you'd like life to look like and to be like. And man, I love relaxation. I, I, w- I would love to have just a stress-free no problems, no, no, just nothing weighing on me kind of life. And I, there's a little part of me that, that thinks that's Matt. That's what Matt's really like. And to think I got to let go of that feels like a little bit of me is going to die. And it hit me Tuesday. That's why I have such a hard time because that part of my heart, it is stony. And so the word of God lands and it springs up, but there's no root because Jimmy's down there going, you're not moving me because Matt, I'm the real you. I'm the real you. And do you really want the real you to be gone? And I hear God telling me, Matt, that's a lie. You are the best you that you could ever be when you're in God's kingdom and doing what he wants. But that part of my heart, and there's some stones in there. I'd like to say before you right now as your pastor that God rooted it all up, but I know it's not all gone. I know it's not all gone. I know the persecutions are going to come again. And I'm going to face Jimmy again. And I'm praying that God will start to whittle him away. And help me to embrace all that he has for me. I see some of you shaking your heads. I think you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's not Jimmy for you. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's similar. I don't know. When I think about this in my head and I'm like by myself and I'm thinking through this, I'm thinking I'm probably the only nutcase in the world that has a mini Jimmy in, in my head that's like telling me to go relax somewhere and life is too hard and you've made a mistake by getting involved with responsibility. I mean, maybe I'm the only one that's like that. At least maybe I'm the only one that it looks like Jimmy Buffett. I don't know. I want to tell you today that this is where we need to go, if you're like me. Each and every Sunday, prepare 
the heart's soil. Uh, two weeks ago, I wasn't fully prepared because I was ready to preach on the sower and the seeds and I was hitting everybody else. There's some people like this and there's some people like this and there's some people like this. And God got me. He said, Matt, there's some of you that's like that. So, I've had to think through this. I need to prepare the heart soil. And it's kind of weird when you're the pastor and you're preaching to prepare your heart soil, but I'm telling you, it works the same, whether you're listening or you're up here talking, because when you're talking, you're still listening to what God has. These suggestions are going to seem very simplistic, but that's kind of where I need to go with myself, simplistic. Number one, come to church regularly. Um, be here as often as you can. I have to be. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's good that I have to be. I might not have come this morning. But it's good that I'm here because God is speaking to me right now. Number two, pray through the week. I don't do this often enough. I have good weeks where I do it. Thanks be to God. But I have some weeks where I'm not thinking about praying through the week. And I'm talking specifically about for Sunday. Because you're hoping to hear from God. You guys need to be praying for me. God, get Matt out of the way. Now you'll know how to pray. You'll say, get Jimmy out of the way. Kill Jimmy. We'll make banners. Kill Jimmy. No, let's not do that. That could be bad. I'll keep those in my room. Kill Jimmy. Um, but pray through the week for me. Next week, you'd be praying for John. Pray for us. We're somehow going to, as two fallible human beings, we're going to attempt to read through God's word and come to you, and we're hoping that the Spirit of God will present truth to you. And like a sower sowing seeds, we're hoping that those bits of truth will land in your hearts, and so you can be praying for yourself as well, like, Lord, prepare me for this next Sunday. So God, prepare Matt. Prepare John, prepare the, the, the people leading the music and the whole process. And then as I come in, let me be prepared, Lord. Work till up if you need to. Maybe that's what needs to happen. Maybe your heart's kind of like that pathway and you come to church and you're just thinking about a hundred other things going on in life and it's just like a trail. And the word of God lands and it gets snatched up right away and you have no clue what's even being talked about. And you walk out on uh, church on Sunday, and if someone were to say, what was the sermon about? You'd go, ah, something about God and Jesus, I think. Your heart's like a well-worn path. Maybe your heart is uh, like that thorny ground, and you hear it, and it takes a little bit of root, and you walk out the door thinking, That's, that was good. God had that for me. That was good, and you're walking out, and you're going, man, I need to... It, but as soon as you get in your car sometimes... Something, somebody sends you a text, bad news. Somebody does this, or maybe the, the stress is, how am I going to make this bill this week? How am I going to do this? The thing starts swirling around, and it chokes it right out. And you were, man, you were all prepared to be a, this trusting Christian this week. And the cares of the world came in and choked it right out. Pray. Maybe God needs to come in and do some rooting. Pulling those thorns up by the roots. That sounds painful, doesn't it, to a heart? It can be. Maybe your heart's like mine and you got a stony place in the heart. If you ever had a big rock in your garden 
It takes some work sometimes to get it out, doesn't it? You're plowing along and you hit that rock. And you sometimes you got, I mean, sometimes you can't just pick it up. Sometimes you got to get the shovel out and dig deep. And maybe that's where your heart's been. Maybe there's some of those things. Maybe there's parts of your heart that's like fertile soil and God's word lands and it's growing, it's producing fruit. But maybe you're like me and you got some parts of your heart that are like stony ground. Pray through the week. Prepare on Saturday. Um, if you can, don't stay up too late Saturday. You want to be alert when you get here. That's, I told you it's simplistic advice, didn't I? Prepare on Sunday morning. Get up. And maybe before you come in, before you get dressed, read the word. Maybe sit down and say, Lord, I only have a few minutes here, but God, I ask that you would bless this Sunday, this morning. Um, bless Pastor Matt or Pastor John, whoever's speaking, that, Lord, I, just that your spirit would speak through them. God, if there's things in my heart that need to be dug up, God, I pray that you begin working on me right now. I, I, you may not even know what they are, but maybe you'll step foot in here. And, and some of you know this feeling, God's word lands and it's like, man, that was aimed right at me. But, but you want your heart to not be like the thorny or the stony ground that, that springs up for a while. You want it to last. And so, God, I want this to last. And I ask that you would maybe dig some things up that need to be dug up. For in my experience, sometimes that doesn't happen on Sunday morning. Sometimes it happens through the week leading up into Sunday. And then I get to church on Sunday and the pastor's talking, I'm going, man, this nails exactly where I've been. Pray, prepare your heart on Sunday morning. Be ready to learn when you're here. Actively participate. Come into this room and say, God, teach me. When the pastor says something interesting, write it down. When there's a verse that jumps out at you, jot it down. When, the, when I'm reading some scriptures and maybe one phrase out of one verse, and maybe I don't even focus on it, but when I read it, it man, it, it's like it jumped out at you. Underline it in your Bible. That might be the Spirit of God digging in a little bit to plant that seed of truth so that it might begin to bear fruit in your life. I've completely lost my place in my notes. I'm going to close with two parables that happened right after the parable of the sower and the seeds. The two parables are very short, three verses. For me, this last week, this is where they went, these three verses. I got to these three verses and I, I, I thought, man, this is exactly what I need. I don't, other than they're both in Matthew 13, I don't know if there was any connection between these, but they connected for me. Uh, near the end of the week as I was looking at these two verses. There are two parables that you've probably heard. One of them is the parable uh, of the treasure in the field. Let me read it for you. Oh, that's almost off the screen. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and see, sells all that he has and buys that field. Okay, so picture, if you will, a guy... He's looking at a piece of property. He finds in that field treasure. Uh, I have a hard time envisioning that, and so I always envision 
you know, black gold, <laughs> Texas tea, right? Uh, bubbling up, you know? Uh, so I, I always imagine he sees, man, this... So what's he do? He goes and sells everything he has by that field. You think how crazy that is when you really think about it. Now, on one hand, it's not crazy at all because you think, well, he can, you know, if he's getting a huge treasure, whatever he has, you know. But part of the idea in here, if you're selling all that you have, there are some things that are irreplaceable when you sell them. It's not just a car. It's a car that grandma gave me or something. It's not just this. It's not just this. It's some, something that somebody gave me. It's not just this, this wedding ring. It's, it's this wedding ring that, that was handed down three generations. And so all that you have, this only makes sense if the treasure in the field is of greater value than anything that you have that you're holding on to. See, the lifestyle that Jimmy Buffett offers me, I'm, I'm not going to say that it doesn't sound wonderful sometimes. Even versions of it that aren't quite as full on. I used to dream when I came back, not literally, but I used to envision when I came back to Danville of having Saturdays where I could get up in the morning and relax, go have coffee with my dad at Cahill's, have some pancakes, you know, maybe about 11 o'clock, go back home. I haven't had that once since I moved back to Danville. I think to myself, man, I'd love, I'd love just to relax. But God has put me in situations of life that require a lot. Responsibility, stress, struggle, work, effort. And this is where I struggle because there's a few things that God says, I've got, Matt, I've got, you. in fact, there's a place where Jesus says, he says, you, you can't give up houses or friends or anything in this life without gaining a hundredfold more. But man, when you're in the day-to-day, sometimes what we give up feels very difficult, does it not? We give up some small things that seem huge. And the only way it makes sense is if we understand the treasure in the field that it's worth it. It's interesting, this particular parable, the guy is not, he, he's not looking for the treasure, he just finds it. The next story is about the pearl of great price. This guy is actually a, a searcher of fine pearls. He, he knows what he's looking for and he finds it. But the parable is similar. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the parable is saying the same thing. But it only makes sense if you understand that all that God offers, and I'm going to speak personally, all that God offers is of far greater value than anything that Jimmy offers. Jimmy keeps telling me that's not true. God's word tells me it is. I know that this battle's not over for me. I know I will face it again. My hope is by rehashing this parable that when I leave today, I hope that that stony part of my heart where Jimmy resides might have been dug up a little bit this week. I'm praying even now as I'm speaking to you and I'm thinking to myself, God, dig that up. If left to myself, 
I will never dig it up on my own. So God, I'm praying for you as the gardener to come in and root this out. That scares me because I know quite often how God roots out the jimmies. It can be hard. Because the heart can be a deep place, can it? And I'm telling you right now, you may make fun of me about this later, but Jimmy resides deep in this heart. So I'm praying, God, root this out. Root it out, because I don't want to stand before him one day knowing that it wasn't all in. I don't want to look back and think, man, what was I holding out for when all that God has offered for me? I hope and I pray that you will do the same. I hope that as you hear this today, you might be thinking for yourself, man, I've got some, maybe it was the thorny ground. Maybe it was the stony ground like me. I I wouldn't be surprised if there was another Jimmy person in here. I don't know. Maybe your heart is just like a pathway, and I hope that that's not the case, because if so, you might have been in here, and you're going to walk out, and this will mean nothing. So I'm going to close in prayer and I'm going to pray that God would root up as a great good gardener every single part of our heart. And I pray that God would use passages like this parable to remind us and help us to see that everything that he offers is of greater value than anything that Jimmy offers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, as I close in prayer today, I just want to ask that you would just root up as a good gardener the stony parts of my heart. Lord, as I cling to the things that I think that I want, I pray that you'd root it out. I pray that you would sustain me through that process. Lord, I pray for others in this room that know God, and maybe even now they're praying themselves that you would begin rooting and digging. God, I ask that you would help them as well that you would sustain them through this process. Lord, as you root out the things in our hearts, the stones, the thorns, the just digging up the well-worn path, whatever it may be, I pray that you would carry us through. Lord, I pray that this morning we would be like those, that pearl merchant. Maybe today we found a pearl of great price. It's you. Or it's you. You're of far greater value than anything this world has to offer. I pray that you'd help us, God, today to be prepared and ready for that seed to land. God, I pray that you did all that it takes to make it grow. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.